Hello, my friends. It's been a couple of weeks, and Avi Amini has been on the ground covering the Israel-Hamas war more closely than almost any other reporter. There is a professional war reporter from Fox News named Trey Yings, who I think has literally gone... 100 feet closer to the battle than Avi, but he's been right on the front line. You saw him having to run into those bomb shelters when the rocket started. So uh, we want to show you the best of Avi's reportage, and that's the show today. So make sure you get the video version of this. You want to see it, not just hear it. It's, it's a feast for the eyes, not always in a good way. There's some horrific things to see, but I think we have to bear witness. So to get the video version of this podcast, go to Rebel News Plus dot com and click subscribe it's eight bucks a month you'll get all these shows video version and you'll have the satisfaction of knowing that you helped keep us independent and strong here's the best of avi's coverage Tonight, the best of our coverage from the war between Israel and Hamas. It's October 30th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you censorious bug. Well, I'm recording this show before October 30th because, as I mentioned to you on Friday, I was invited by Jordan Peterson to attend his big conference designed to be a counterweight to the World Economic Forum. Jordan Peterson, along with many others, has set up this ARC, Alliance for Responsible Citizenship, and the conference has about 2,000 invitees. I was delighted to be one of them. I'll be there, along with Avi Yamini of our team, and we're going to be participating, and we'll bring you interviews with key people, and I'll let you know how it goes, because Lord knows we need a counterweight to the World Economic Forum, and I think Jordan Peterson is as good as anyone to do it, and there's other allies from United States and the UK. UK and Australia. It looks like it's going to be a big deal. So that's where I'm going to be this week, and I will have reports to you from London. But today I thought it would be appropriate to go over the best of Avi Yamini's coverage from the Hamas-Israel war. He put himself in danger's way. We, I'm glad we got those bulletproof outfits for him and his cameraman, Benji. So without further ado, here's the best of Avi in the war zone. in southern Israel on the way in a bulletproof van heading to Kfar Aza, one of the kibbutzim where Hamas terrorists infiltrated on October 7th, going house to house, butchering and massacring, raping and kidnapping hundreds of Israeli civilians. We're heading here today to speak to one of the first senior fighters on the ground that day. We are in uh, the settlement near to Gaza. The settlement Kfar Aza have uh, 800 um, civilians. It was Shabbat, Simchat Torah, a holiday. It's a beautiful day, and every family is together. 
And uh, you know what happened in uh, six and a half in the morning. And a brutalic attack of Hamas had arrived in this settlement and all the settlement that you see here near to Gaza until Sderot, Netivot, Ofakim. All the red spots that you see is the area, the Hamas attack. The Hamas wasn't alone. He came here with vehicles, with machine guns, with motor bicycle, but with a lot of civilian. Aza is one kilometer from here. They, they walk by feet. They murder, torture, rape, and even took off the heads of babies and of our soldiers. What stopped this attack? All the civilian armed in this settlement, the head of the settlement, like a really uh, leader, go first. After this, the army and the police arrived here and together with the civilian, stop this horrible attack. Can as Meza. The Ben Shelly Shlomiziv, Ben Arbaim, Javad Beavtaha Berev Shela Messiba, Otobokera Rurshem Ashekara, Hola Nirekiba Noda Shahatuf. Mazan Akhnoloid Klum Vashum Davar. Mahakim Le Nisim Veniflaucheu. ואני בטוחה ואני מאמינה בבורא עולם, בצבא שלנו, במדינה שלנו, שהם יחזירו אותה בשלום. ושתדעו כל העולם שעם ישראל חי. אנחנו ביחד ננצח. כל רוע שקיים בעולם, אנחנו ננצח אותו. מי הוא? מי הבן שלך? שהעולם לא מכירים אותו, אנשים שאומרים שזה לא כל כך קרה. מה, מי זה? הבן שלי הוא בן 40, כמו שציינתי. נשוי למירן, לקלטי מדהימה. כמו כל הילדים, כמו כל העולם. זה אחי, מי בראדר. בן אדם שאוהב את האדם, אוהב את הבריות, כל אדם באשר הוא, ישראלי אמיתי, מלך הארץ ממש, עם לב גדול, אהבה ונתינה אינסופית. אנחנו בעד שלום, חשוב לציין את זה, אבל עם מי שרוצה שלום, לא עם דבר שהרג ושחט ושרף וחטף. יותר מ-200 אנשים, אחי ביניהם, יש שם הרבה ילדים קטנים. Bring them home, now, now. Just over there, we're getting, it's a, it's a different siren than we're used to hearing. Um, there's usually a, a red alert, which is about rockets. This one's saying, I'm listening closely, and when you're hearing that siren, it's saying a group of terrorists, I, I've seen reports of infiltrations, over the border and I believe that it must be happening over there. We've been seeing a lot of flares and activity in that area and now there's that alert of infiltration.
uh, I guess that's 500 meters from where we are now. We're probably gonna, do you wanna move out? Yeah, I think at least fall back near the car. Yep. What was the red alert saying, sorry? It, it was saying, uh, from what I could hear, which means a group of terrorists. Group of terrorists. That's, but I'm hearing yeah. it from a distance. But yeah, it's how car we as. It's hard to pick, but it's it's something along the lines of group of terrorists, which yeah. to me says that that's the warning for an infiltration. Yeah, warning for infiltration. Well, people are telling me here that people are telling me there's been an infiltration. There has, there has. Yeah. I've seen it, yeah. Especially the amount of flares popping up. No, no, they're looking for people. Yeah. That doesn't sound like flare, that sounds like shooting. Like not, that's a, maybe a big gun, could be a sniper. They could pop out of these bushes. Yeah, I know, it's dark. we've got like 20 metres of visibility here. To be honest, we should probably just fuck off. Drive like, around? Yeah, look. Let's give not, it a, let's not, drive around. It's not worth it. I call it the Beseda Park Shop or the... No, you know... Schneer. What's going on? That's calling you. You can just hang up. I know Shama. We heard about the Hazakot that says... We're working for the television. We were Shama in the back, where אבל שמענו את ההזעקה שזה אומר שאנשים נכנסים או משהו? או אני... מה זה? לא בכניסה, שם למעלה שרואים תצפית, כן. ושמענו משם האזעקות. זה בזיקים, אז שם בסדר. תודה, שמור על עצמכם. That it's it's the infiltrations in Zikim, right? Um, which is what what the reports were earlier today, where they'd come through the sea. Yeah. But now there must be another one, or yeah, we're well, definitely looking for people. Oh no, no they said yeah. there's an infiltration, but he said he said that it's all right up there. But I don't know how. Um, right. I, I reckon we give it a bit because give um, it a bit before we go back there. Because, because I don't know. Those how, flares were a few hundred meters from us. Yeah. You never know how the comms is between certain elements. No, no, I'm with you. Listen, yeah. uh, the, the, the biggest um, infiltration happened not two weeks ago, so I'm gonna. Um, I'll let's just follow the reports and and hang back a little bit just before we put ourselves right at the top of that hill. Right in the worst amount of risks <laughs> fucking position. But yeah, I was I, I was hearing the right warning, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that warning wasn't far away. Uh, families, everyone in the hospital has some uh, relation from the very close circle or for, you know, just uh, friends that has some, something to do with one of the families that uh, were murdered or injured in that uh, that event. In the 20 years, have you seen anything similar no. to this? I don't think that anybody in the world have seen such thing. Uh, in, I mean, those colors, those smells, the amount and the time, the, the time that all of those events happened. It was very short for the hospital to get so much, so much uh, injured.
Is this the is this the main hospital closest this is, to? This is the main hospital for the south of Israel. There is this another hospital in Ashkelon which is much more close to other Strip, but it doesn't have all the uh, capacity or or abilities of uh, our hospital. So, yes, the first wounded were deliver were sent to the, the that hospital in Ashkelon, and most of the main bulk of the wounded camped here. Especially women and children, but children and babies. Did you have many of them coming through? No. No, no babies? No. What's that? It's alarm. It's okay. Uh, yes, 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 yes. We are completely so safe. So we're hearing now the rocket. Yeah, I heard that before the alarm outside is there because it's immediate to the cell phone. So now on Beersheba, uh, we hope that the Iron Dome uh, will... Uh, so the, Will work. And people weren't worried. They just thought it's rockets like they used to. And they thought there's nothing we can do. We're in open uh, land, so we've got we can't even get cover. The worst case scenario, one, one will drop. At this point, people didn't understand that that was just the beginning. אני פתאום מקבל שיחה מחבר, יש כאן יריות, תגיע ישר לאוטו. אני מגיע ישר לאוטו, הוא רואה כבר מחבלים יורים, עמדה שם מזדה כחולה, אל תפנה ימינה, יש שם יריות, תפנה שמאלה, שאני כבר שומע את היריות. The Mazda told her, don't go right, go left, because they're shooting from the right. So he turns and he, get, and he, gives, and he gives a full um, acceleration. He's on a, in a turbo car and he's, he's got his foot pedal to the metal. And he arrives at a, at a street, to the main road. Turns left. He sees a white Hilux with a, a with a machine gun on the top, and it's just shooting everyone, and you're just seeing people drop. He's, the miracle, he says, for him is it wasn't pointed in his direction. He spun around. And then one in front of him. כמה רחוק? מאה, מאה עשרים מטר. 100 מטר, 150,120 He's going to show me I'm not, my Hebrew is not that perfect, so I'm not understanding exactly where they took karma. One percent. Oh, this is the photo of where they... This is where they took cover. As yashavtem shama. So they sat there under that tree, um, hiding, and you can hear the gunshot. for five to six hours. How long was it? 
במשך ארבע וחצי, חמש שעות מתמשך.
That's our job. So did you react to the t the attacks on uh, October 7? Correctly. Uh, on 6.30 in the morning, we got a message that we need to go quick as much as, as we can to Zderat because we got uh, information about the invasion of many terrorists over there. And actually, when we started to drive to Zderat, uh, next to Yad Mordechai, uh, we got uh, shot two times by RPG and uh, thanks God they missed us. Uh, after uh, some fire that we were uh, conducting over there, we started to move to the road because we got uh, information by the radio that uh, the uh, different po uh, policemen are asking for help because they tried to invade inside the police station. And actually we arrived over here, there were like around 20 terrorists running over this road and we started to conduct fire with them. It was really hard. I saw one of them, he tried to shoot RPG on me and I shot him, I killed him. After that we saw that two terrorists are moving across the road to the train station and we actually we started to run after them and they entered to bushes and who know how to fight, it's very complicated uh, place to fight. We started to search for the terrorists and after we searched for 20, 40 seconds they surprised us from five meters they started to shoot us we were four two of my guys were uh, shot and it was only me and my commander and after like 30 40 seconds we managed to kill them and one of them he was playing dead and he threw a grenade over us it's uh, the ex after the explosion, one of our guys who, who was already shot, he got the grenade on him and the bushes started to burn and he started to scream that he is uh, burning. So I ran into the fire and I took him back to us and we took our injured guys to the ambulance. We gave him the first aid and we continued to fight. My daughter Romy Gunen uh, was kidnapped and in Gaza now. She's 23. Have you heard anything from...? Nothing. Nothing. The last time we talked uh, was at 10.58 uh, at that same Saturday. And uh, I heard the, the terrorists coming into the car, shouting, trying to to start the car and that's it. That's you it. heard them on I the phone with your on daughter? on the phone when I was with my daughter. I, she was shot. Uh, she, was, she was calling me when she was shot. Uh, she was shot, all the kids in the, in, in the car were, were shot. The, the two at the front were killed immediately, were murdered uh, immediately. And she and another um, boy that sat next to her was shot. Uh, they, they, had, they were bleeding. Uh, she thought she's going to die. I don't know exactly what is their condition. And I heard the shooting all around the car and I heard them uh, shouting around the car and then uh, starting to start the car, uh, trying to start the car and that's it. They closed the phone and nothing. He's my friend. And, and what happened? Uh, we, were, we were in the Elohim. So it's in the morning, the, uh, we were in the, we were in the bunker, uh, so the Hamas, Hamas attacked us and uh, the, we were 17 people there, 
10 of our friends were dead, died, and four of us injured, and uh, they, they kidnapped him. This this man, his, his name is Bipin Zosi, and uh, two, two of us, our friends are back to Nepal. Out of 17, 10 died, four of us are injured, and we are having treatment, including me, and he's been kidnapped by Hamas. Uh, the, the, I have one sword here, one, one bullet here, one, one here on my chest, and one, one in my right shoulder. The whole world, has, I, I saw from Australia the video that Hamas put out yeah. of Mia, yes. trying to show that they're humanely treating her. Yeah. What was your reaction to that video? You have to um, consider that uh, we saw the video after about 10 days, okay? The first um, eight days, uh, we did we know nothing. We were looking for her in morns, okay? We, we gave uh, DNA samples of Mia, uh, her toothbrush, and we were waiting to see if there's a match with these uh, uh, 1,400 bodies. Some of them was such... Um, um, in such a bad condition that they couldn't take DNA for. Okay, so it's still this uh, process is still going on. Not everyone knows what the situation of uh, their beloved one. So imagine that, and each phone we are afraid that there is a match. Can you tell us from the front line what's the what's the morale like at the moment? So as somebody who did three years made Aliyah from a different country, somebody who's married. I have a whole lot of stuff going on in my life, a lot of different priorities. The guys who are in Miluim, guys who have families, guys who have been here, been there, want to go to war, want, don't want to go to war, civilians who were called up. People have a lot of stuff to live for, a lot of things on their mind. This is a war, this is an initiative that has just united everybody in a way that I've never seen. Never seen, not in the Jewish people, not in the land of Israel, not in the military, nowhere. Uh, so you want to ask about morale, there, there, there's nothing people want more than to just go in there and not kill, not avenge, not uh, bloodthirsty, to just get, get some justice done, to really just erase this threat, bring peace to southern Israel, which has been for so, so, so long. It's about time. Uh, people could live in peace, and they could play basketball on their front lawn, and they can play with their kids on a Saturday afternoon and not worry about people coming in and slaughtering, you know, 50% of their community. That's something that really unites everybody, and even though it's been three weeks and we've been pushed off, we've had plans that have been, you know, canceled and rescheduled again and again and again, and I'm sure there still will be. Uh, people are with a smile, even if, even, even if it's an internal smile sometimes, uh, ready to go in and just uh, completely charged and ready to and, go. And, uh, you know, me personally, I try to lift up the Avira, like the, the vibes, you know, because it is hard times, but it doesn't mean, you know, we're you know? We have to always be strong and keep going. Now, obviously, there's many around the world that, that, you know, that have gotten over the massacre and are now looking at people like you and you're now the devil. How does that make you feel? I try not to think about it too much because it does make my blood boil, seeing everything that's going on in America, like, because uh, that's where I'm from, from Miami. And so, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really easy to get it twisted. Are you, are you the devil? No, definitely not. Do you want to kill? No, that's the last thing I want to do. I don't want to go to war. Me, especially out of all people, I haven't waited for this. I don't want to do it, but it's something that you have to do. Why? To protect your people. And until Hamas is, until Hamas is erased, they, it's just going to keep happening. There's always going to be people that hate us, and we just have to always come on top. Danny <laughs> שתספיק לשלוש ארבע שנים. אנחנו רוצים 
לכבוש את כל רצועת עזה, להשמיד את כל חמאס, את כל האויבים שלנו, לגמור את זה לחלוטין. צריך לטפל בכולם, לכבוש את כל הרצועה, לטפל בתושבים, לפנות אותם, להעביר לאיפה שצריך, ואת חמאס להשמיד לחלוטין. זה מה שאנחנו רוצים. We are willing to pay the price, be in the shelters, do all the things we are doing, but finish the job. We don't want to be here in another five years or three years, another cycle. It's enough. We can't even see our children. Who will come? The children who will come to Gaza? The children who will come to Gaza? It's over. We have seen the atrocities, we have seen the brutality of our enemy. So the people of Israel expect that the Prime Minister will lead the nation for a victory for the defeat of Hamas. We are not going to do half of the job now. And we've spoken to a number of soldiers who keep talking about these delays and people around the world are thinking maybe Israel's got cold feet or the international pressure is too much. Is that possible? Is Israel going to back out or is the land invasion just a matter of time? Oh, well, I think that uh, it's a matter of time. It doesn't matter when we'll do it. The question is what we do. And we have to complete the mission, not to stop in the middle, We should ignore the international pressure. We should do what's good for Israel now. So you agree with the soldiers? Absolutely. The aftermath of um, five neutralized terrorists who took a, a couple, a civilian couple hostage and the professionalism of um, Israeli Special Forces Police as they entered both upstairs and downstairs at the same time saving both. So this is a city that 50 people were slaughtered by the Hamas terrorists, but these two here were saved. Um, I'm Evetar. I want to say that I'm a police officer. I'm doing this interview uh, just to make sure that everyone around the world will know the truth and know what happened to us and my story. Um, I called to my mom uh, in 6.30 in the morning when we heard the, the alert, and uh, I told her to go to the safe place. She told me that she hears shots. I thought that she was kidding. I told her it's only the bombs were uh, really regular to that. And she said, told me, no, heavy, there, there's someone shooting at us. And it's hanging, uh, she hanged the phone. I came from my girlfriend's house. She lives one kilometer from here. I came here and I saw a lot of police officers and a lot of bodies all around the world, people that I work with them. As I said, I'm a police officer and there's a friends of mine that got killed, got, got murdered by those terrorists. I came and I joined the force that I was fighting for my parents' house and fighting for their lives and uh, people that are, are got killed by, to save my parents and everyone around here. I got neighbors and friends that got uh, murdered and I was shocked in the moment and I realized that this is my parents' house and uh, I'm gonna enter the house and I'm gonna see bodies, bodies of them. I stay focused and I try to stay calm because I know that I need to help my friend and my friend needs me. I'm another uh, soldier in this battle so we need to be focused and go to do our job. I was home in Miami, and it was the last day of the Chag, 
and as being a military physician as well as a physician and more so a Jew, uh, it's difficult for me to sit at home and watch what was going on without doing something. So in the middle of Chag, I literally uh, pulled all my equipment and monitors and trauma bags and everything that I use uh, going into conflict and literally went to the airport, jumped on a plane and came here in order to volunteer my services as a physician on the front lines. My area of concentration has been since I've been here primarily on the front lines working along with the advanced tactical units, their military personnel in order to treat, stabilize, and save lives, you know, that are with the personnel that are affected by this conflict, of course. So can you tell us from, you know, from when you arrived here, what did you witness for yourself? Initially, when I got here, um, headed straight down into the south and was right at the entrance of Kvaraza, and there was a certain group of um, IDF soldiers that I aligned myself with, and we were generally under fire most of the time, so it was, you know, it was AK fire, some 62 rounds coming in, um, mortar barrage, rocket attacks, of course, and for the most time, there were injuries that I needed to help and assist with, with their medical personnel, of course. And it took a little bit of time in order for them to go in and start clearing Kvaraza. And finally, after about the third wave or so, I believe, um, we finally went in. And um, did the best that we could with whatever we saw in order to help and support. And at that point, it was mostly emotional support. And even though we were still under fire while we were there, there were still pockets of resistance. You know, the terrorists had embedded themselves in different locations and trying to ambush. And um, nevertheless, it, it never stopped us from having to do what we needed to do. Um, whether it was going home to home, doing searches, for survivors, um, remains, and that that was over the course of the next little bit. Oh, ניסו לברוח הרחק מכאן כמה שאפשר. היית פה בהתחלה? איך זה נראה? זה נראה אחר עכשיו? כל הגור לא קיים, כן? אבל הזוועה נשארה. אין במילים מאוד מעטות. Under attack. Um, 
מאמין שזה... אתה עוד... אני, אני זוכר שראיתי את זה ביום, אני, אני הייתי בשוק נראה לי לשלוש ימים, לא האמנתי שזה אמיתי. כשהגעת לפה זה אותו דבר? שוב, כן, מה שבווידאו זה, זה כבר נוראי, בעיניים זה פשוט לא נתפס. אני, כאילו, אין לי מילים כל כך לתאר את הזוועות שהיו פה, את המראות המאוד קשים. זה מפריטים עד לבאמת גור לגמרי, גופות, אנשים, לא ניתן לתאר כל כך. קשה ו- לתאר. והם ניקו את זה כבר, שירותים שראינו בווידאו שהם הרגו כן, אנשים בתוך... כן, במהלך השבוע-שבועיים הראשונים, זק"א עם צה"ל ומד"א וכולם עבדו פה על 200 אחוז, 200 כאילו פול פאוור, לנקות פה, לתאר הכל, להביא את כולם לקבורה מכבדת כמה שיותר מהר. וצריכים, כשאנשים שואלים למה צריכים לא, להוריד את חמאס, בכלל זה... הסיבות האלה מסתוררת. שום דבר כזה לא יחזור, שאנשים לא יתהפכו בבית שלהם. אנשים באו פה לחופש ולשלווה, הם יצאו מפה שריטות לכל החיים, עם כל הכבוד. תודה לך. לא נתפס.